saw a robin today. That's <laughs> I saw a That's robin. That's good, did you? Yeah. Nice. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's go for it then. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the JFG podcast. This is episode 215. My name is Alex and I'm not joined by my good friend Ash because my good friend Ash is stroke has been in Portugal. Uh, I think he's back now. He was maybe going to join us. I think he's pretty tuckered out that uh, we've been faffing about. We were going to do this a bit earlier, but uh, there was some VR to be played and some pizza to be eaten, and that was the end of that. So Ash will be back next week, but stepping in for him for the very first time, I think your voice has been featured on the podcast once before in recording on my phone mm-hmm. sort of format. Mm-hmm. We've got a very special guest, someone who's got their very own section on the show on a weekly basis, and here they are. It's a uh, friend of the podcast, Funk, a.k.a. Fuck Quick Corner with Funk. Hey, buddy. Here I am. How are you doing there? We're, we're in the corner. We're in the, you're, this is it's, a perpetual Fuck Quick it's Corner. It's your corner. This is it. It is a corner, yeah. It's a corner. I suppose that's, yeah. I can't really, they don't like iTunes, not, not big fans of uh, podcasts with the word like fuck in, for example. Mm. I can't understand it. They just don't like it. They just don't. They're not keen. They're not keen. Mm. You can, we can censor the corner if you like, just for this episode. <laughs> so, so, so. I could bleep you every time you try and say it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be a funky corner at mm. least anyway. It's always that. It's always, it's always funky. So yeah, um, we've been playing some games this evening. I've been playing some games during the week. Uh, I know you've been banging on about a certain uh, Mordor-esque sort of title that we can have a little chat about as well. Um, and I think we'll probably just do that. Obviously, we're not going to have specific sections really properly broken down. And we can say that that's because we just want it to flow and I want you to feel comfortable. What it is really because I, I don't really want to edit anything. Um, I'd have to put stops and music in and stuff. And no. uh, Ash, Ash's job, no. he does well, you that. You can sing the little theme tunes. Okay, yeah, I could hum them. I could hum them in the background for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you transition. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, worth Except noting, I'm only going to hum my own theme tune each Just time. over and over yeah. again. Yeah. 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 from the Washing yeah. Up song. Salad days. So yeah, I'm not going to talk about what I've been up to. It's not very interesting. I certainly don't care what you've been doing. Uh, although, the more interesting things you've been doing, I was probably there. Um, I think actually, since you've arrived here, it's just been one long fucking bender. To be honest, it's been a lot of drinking. <laughs> it's been last week particularly. So yeah, there's been football, there's been quiz, there's been jazz, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of shit. It going was every on. night. It was yeah. every night, and we're getting a bit old. We're a couple shit. of old gits. <laughs> yeah, <give us. laughs> it's true. So yeah, I've been trying to sort of stay in a little bit more this week. I've played some games because of that. Um, and I know you've got some games to talk about as well, buddy. Mm-hmm. So uh, we should probably go and talk about what we've been playing. That makes sense. And by that, I mean we're going to do it now with no transition. No. Because, as I said... Why would you? I'm not, I'm not doing any of that shit. Don't even take a breath. One thing that's quite exciting this week is the fact that we have a game to talk about which is new. And it's been a very long time since... Oh, I can't remember the last time we had a game like launch week... <laughs> Uh, to talk about on the show. You've been listening for some time. I know you find it specifically quite funny that... It's I don't a, even know what this game is. <laughs> it's a gaming podcast. We never play any new titles. 
But we, you know, it's it's Ash coming on saying he's been playing Destiny, and then mm-hmm. I've played mm-hmm. like the a division, fucking division, division, the division two. Come on now. Yeah, and meanwhile, I've been playing whatever the fuck is on Game Pass at the time, um, and no one, de- definitely no one, gives a fuck about that. But this week, all is different, buddy. Um, a, a very exciting week in the UK as a VR title tops the UK gaming charts for oh, the shit, first time. That's what's come out ever. this week. <laughs> That's why we were playing it. I just thought you wanted to play it. It's fucking blood and truth, buddy. You've been playing blood and truth. It's uh, it's it's in the London town. It's a. Uh, it's cheeky. You're just in like a little. You're in Lockstock. But basically, you're in Lockstock. Um, I've played the whole thing through probably twice now. It's not that long. Um, when did it come out? Uh, it came out last Friday. Oh, um, yeah, I've done it in a few sessions, but um. <sighs> It's so fucking good. We knew it was going to be good when we played that London Heist thing and it was exquisite. And it's just so cleverly done. And something we were talking about earlier was the fact that it, it's happy to game it if it makes it better. It doesn't have to be realistic. A lot of these VR games, they feel like they have to simulate every like body movement. That's why we have problems with moving around in VR a lot of the time. Blood and Truth just bypasses all of that. It's got specific sort of markers, corners that you can move to. You just look in that general direction and hit either of the face buttons. That felt fine to me. There's no sickness there at all, is there? Because there's no... It was a bit coming at your face. Because you normally, if you're moving, you're normally looking down to reload. So as you look back up again, it's like a concrete block flying towards your face. Yeah, and the fact that you're not in control of that movement, you just have to assume that it's going to stop. suck it up. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, but the um, the mechanics here, uh, and it kind of depends how you've got things configured. You can kind of forgive little bits of glitchy and weirdness here because of what is the fact that it's doing what it's doing is kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. So the way that you reload it was always impressive on the very first time that I played VR. You know, in in the moving van and trying to work out how to reload the gun, and then finally realizing oh, I have to reach for ammo and load it into the gun. Mm-hmm. All of that's carried over. All the best mechanics from that previous game are carried over. Um, so you've got you can dual wield at all times. You've got uh, pistols in either holster, and then you can have a bigger gun on your back, like a shotty or an assault rifle, something like that. Um, it's very clever how you can holster those. So when you sort of move your hands down there then it kind of rumbles so you know you're in the right spot and you can just pull the trigger and it just releases the gun if you want to put it on your back then it's just a case of literally just holding your hand up to your back you feel it rumble and it's like you're just holstering it on your back in a in a thingy um and then other stuff as well movement with climbing and yeah i wasn't expect. i don't know why i wasn't expecting that just to be doing random stuff it makes sense that you would be Picking locks and climbing up stuff. But it didn't feel like there was so much of it that you'd be like, oh, God, really? I've no. Got to no. climb up something again now. It's a sprinkling and it's also pretty diverse. Even the lock picking, there's five or six different types of sort of mini games and they're all contextual and they all kind of work. The same with the, the there's some, some bits that you didn't see. For example, you can climb into vents and then you've just got to sort of move your hands forward to like crawl along on on your chest Um, lots of cool shit like that Um, it's just really fun Uh, and then on top of all of that um, 
the story's interesting. The acting's really good. Like, it's really well delivered in a sort of, like, B-movie, Guy Ritchie-esque mm. sort of thing. Um, Cheeky Cockneys. Yeah, it's just, it's very well done. The baddie's very bad. He's the uh, the sort of baddie from the London Heist demo. Um, so you kind of get to meet him as well. And there's some nice touches from that London Heist. When you're in the safe house, you can find like the diamond that you stole from that demo, for okay, example, yeah, cool. stuff like that. That's quite cool. And then all of the um, customization as well that they needn't have included, and no one would have given a fuck, I don't think. But you know, you when you're down in that shooting range, you can plant any gun onto this sort of vice. And then there's different spray paints and camos and stuff that you can spray onto your weapons to oh, kind of customize. Can you like alter the weapon as well, though? Yeah, you can put a like silencer on. And... You can change the sights, and you can oh, put like a laser yes. sight on there. There's a, there's a specific cinematic mode which is every single weapon by default has a laser sight, nice. um, and you can't die. <laughs> Just go through and enjoy yourself. I could live with that. Yeah, no, no one cares about the like camo gun skins, do they? But you let me put a big extended barrel on that. Big six shooter. Oh, the assault rifles! You can you can chuck a grenade launcher on the bottom and 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 use that as sort of right trigger, left trigger. So there's some cool shit in there. I like it, and it all works quite quite well, quite nicely. Yeah, um, I still, I still don't like the holstery holster. I feel like yeah. that should be the top button. Yeah, I can see than the that trigger because then you're sort of pushing it into your your holster rather than the amount of times I was shooting at my own feet. Yeah, and. That was a that was a decision that they made to use. Essentially, you only use two buttons at all times. Um, but quite why you can't have the move button as holster because you're always looking down. You're never going to be looking at a movement thing. Exactly. And having it on the top that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, it kind of it can kind of come unstuck occasionally. There's a couple of times we were playing earlier where I was falling off a building over and over again, and it just wasn't quite picking up exactly where I was. Um, and a lot of that comes down to conditions. I mean, where my TV's situated in here, it's not ideal, like space-wise. Um, I've seen a lot of people playing this game standing up as well and having a lot more joy with it. Doesn't it need um, three meters by three or something? Is that what yeah, it means? something like that. I think I'm a little bit close. Yeah, I reckon you're a little bit shy of space. Yeah, it's except when you push the couch back, which we did. Yeah, and that originally, was fine. and that was plenty of room. Just sort of other weird stuff, like when you're using it, you've got to kind of think. Like there's, when you're standing here, I've got a lamp directly behind me. You don't want that thing on; it interferes with. Yeah, it's too bright. Same as if it's broad daylight, you want to sort of pull the curtains a little bit just mm-hmm. to darken it up, just to help the camera out a I little do that bit. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> you don't want any of that light in your house. Keep the fuckers out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um, it's a real achievement. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be. There's loads of other stuff in there as well. It's got a full-blown time trial mode with a medal system. There's lots of collectibles and stuff to find if you like that sort of thing as well. And then each level there's a challenge mode where they replace all of the enemies with sort of targets that are kind of half hidden and you get multipliers for hitting them like single bullets, like chaining shit together. So it's got a bit of replay there as well. Yeah, we were kind of hip firing. That was one thing I was a bit unsure of. But then maybe that's just that you're not quite set up perfectly right for you yeah well i think as well the way that um if, if you're only wielding a larger weapon Give there's it. usually a second <laughs> there's usually like a second um option so you can maybe like hold it with two hands but when you've got two move controllers and you're just doing that in the air that that doesn't work brilliantly mm. uh, and and again that um that other controller that you can get 
the PSVR sort of assault rifle, the little sort of space gun mm-hmm. type thing uh, that came with, was it, I think it was Farpoint, that thing launched with. That, I reckon that could be really good fun here. It's just quite how you would switch between the two. That could almost just be like a bit of downloadable stuff though. Yeah. You get to the end of a level and then you switch out because this level's like assault rifle mode or mm. sniper mode or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. having the having the one hand on the front and one hand on the back of the thing and you just kind of you got too many like axes. Yeah. You're just all over the place, you just can't see anything. It looks really cool and it sort of feels cool. But you're still you still end up shooting your assault rifle with one hand. Yeah, for the most part, I'm, I'm sort of hip firing it, and it's just kind of, oh, you know, shoot, see where the bullet goes, and adjust accordingly. Yeah, that's what I didn't like. Yeah, I, so I just good. want to just want to look down that sight and just pap somebody. Yeah, rather than because if you've got a six shooter and the first one, you're, that's your sighter. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Constantly one down. Yeah, yeah. and and I had, I mean, again, credit to them with the diversity of uh, of the different weapons and that, but. I had massive trouble after you played because you had that six shooter out, and I've only used silenced pistols that you reload from the bottom. Yeah. So I couldn't work out why I couldn't reload the fucking thing, and it's because you know the the it, it cocks open and you need to put them in the top. So yeah, stuff like that's very very fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But for, for having the sawn off, which is two, like two barrels. Yeah, you got you've got to see where that's going. It would be helpful. Uh, there's a couple of other weapons that I didn't get on with at all. One of them is a pump action, so you you hold, you know, the the barrel, the, the pump with your other hand, and you, every time you, you shoot, you have to time. cock it. Um, which it would again would probably work like with the, the far point thing, but I just found it very annoying because my, that's my sighter, and then I've got to cock it again because I've fucking missed. So yeah, it's uh, it's a fucking great game. I really like it. Uh, it annoyed me the way it ended. It's a cliffhanger ending that kind of, I felt, sort of came out of nowhere. I was kind of engrossed in it and I didn't want it to stop where it did. Mm. At the same time, these are VR games. I mean, I've never played VR for more than X amount of time. So you couldn't, you, you don't necessarily want like a 40 hour thing. I don't, I, I mean, obviously the amount of tech and, How and design. How much was it new though? Uh, I paid 34 and I got maybe six hours out of it I've gone around twice now um, I've probably played it for ten hours um, so far and I'm not bored of it at all but if I wasn't probably going to be getting one I would be around here <laughs> just playing it <laughs> <laughs> I need to play this whole thing all the way through absolutely uh, and we were talking about uh, some of the you know some of the options for multiplayer because um, your so your intention is to pick up VR it's supposed. To, there's a rumor, isn't there, going around? Yeah. Well, they they said it was confirmed on the thing, but like these people are what they are. So yeah, it said that it was going down on Friday. The controllers, not the Move controllers, but an actual PlayStation controller, which never seems to go down. Hmm. They're going down. Right. So mega bundle, cheaper bundle, normal controllers, and then a bunch of games. But like the games are always going up and down, aren't they? Yeah, the games are super cheap. All the all of the headsets tend to come with a camera. It's just getting a bundle with the move controllers, and that doesn't seem to be something that's really possible. Doesn't seem like it's a thing. There's rumours that they'll be redesigning those controllers and launching new ones with an updated headset next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to announce the PS5 first. Whether they do that in a two pronged thing with a PS5 and a new PSVR, 
I suppose that's possible. But with the missing E3 this year, you're talking, you know, the end of the autumn before we hear anything like that at this point. I think the Move controllers work surprisingly well, considering they weren't designed for it. You know, they were for no, they were for like PlayStation Eye Toy and stuff. Like, they were for old PS3 shit. They they were PS3, and before the VR was announced, and it was announced that you could use those, they were fucking dirt cheap. You could pick up a pair of them for eight quid, and then as soon as that, (laughs) yeah, as soon as that thing came out, then up they go. And um, I got a feeling they might go up like Thursday night at midnight. Like all the sixty pound ones will suddenly be sixty nine ninety nine, and they'll all fly up. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I don't. I just. I don't really care. It's the console app right now is three hundred pounds. So if you can get not the console, the actual thing. So if it's now one hundred and seventy five, I don't need all the games. I family share, so I'll just pick up the games each as we go. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have wanted each of those games anyway. You know what the bundles are like. They're always full of top that you don't want. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, yeah, there's. I reckon there's like 10 brilliant games on there. And then a load of, sort of fluff to wade through, basically. Mm-hmm. And and we were looking on the store, weren't we, before we started. And there's so much shit on there. Yeah. It's really I, hard. I think I only want about three games. It's worth it for Blood, Blood and Truth, yeah. Super Hot. Super um, Hot and probably Star Trek. Star Trek, I'm really looking forward to because Ash hasn't really played his VR at all. Um, so it'd be really cool to have someone else um, to play with. And got threes it's four player that game. So yeah, um, I haven't really got stuck into it at all. So yeah, I think that'd be really good. Um, and I don't there's know some what other else stuff. That would be what else would I want? Um, uh, well, so I highly recommend Static. That's really good. Oh yeah, and no, I have got um, for the wife. Moss is great. Maybe the wife would like Moss. My missus likes Moss, mm-hmm. um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I highly recommend Ultra Wings, which is like a little biplane and microlight simulator where you just fly over like tropical islands, but you actually take off contextually. So you got a microlight with the controls, so you use one of the move controllers up like that as mm-hmm. a sort of joystick, and then you're controlling like the fuel and stuff on the side, kind of and you've got to actually hold it in position and steer and everything with. Is it not like a stick. space shooter like Yeah, Eve Valkyrie is a yeah, real good space I shooter. Like that one as well. Um obviously Wipeout is that's the absolute pinnacle of that fucking headset. Like that might just hurt my balls. It's unbelievable. Um and I've felt a little bit queasy on some games, like that Starblood Arena, which is kind of like a you know, a zero G um deathmatch game where you can spin up, down, left, right, and to the sides. Uh, and I found that pretty difficult. And I know Ash tried it out and, and wasn't a fan either. Um, but with Wipeout, I've never really felt queasy really? at all. I don't Maybe know. It's just, is that one direction? And you're sort I of, think so, yeah. You can deal. And it's got those comfort settings as well. Obviously, with Wipeout being sort of a game where you're sitting in a cockpit and it's all glass, um, you can change the comfort settings so more of those are blacked out, so it's a thinner sort of focal point. And that's what does it. It's the peripheral vision. Mm. That's what gives people sickness. It, it makes sense to me. Your brain's not going to like that. No, it's not keen. Uh, one final thing to mention on Blood and Truth it is the longest session I've ever had on VR in one sitting. Um, I was uh, The missus was away. I was home alone and I played for, I reckon, three and a half hours of non-stop VR. And I genuinely forgot that I was 
playing VR. It's a lot of shooty. Yeah, I took the took the headset off. I'd been in there all that time. It was like midnight, and I was like, "Fuck! What what, what happened? What just happened?" The thing is, when you're doing that, you're not you're probably not drinking. You're probably not eating anything. It's very much a sort of this is like here I go for like an hour. Yeah, I can't imagine you just sit there and because you can't you can't drink. You're just completely in it. It's the first time that something has engaged me that much that I've forgotten that I'm playing VR. That might be uh, because you're too scared to play Resi, though. Yes. Yeah, I am a little bit frightened of that game. I'm not going to buy that game. It's terrifying. Bob will definitely buy it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a friend of the podcast, Bob, is definitely picking that up. And, um, yeah, I'd imagine he'll um, he'll have a bit of bits and pieces to say in street beat if he does pick up a headset he'll have lots to talk about in the old discord the no. discord of course that you can find on our website buddies at uh, www.thefgpodcast.co.uk uh, you can just get stuck into the old to the old discord just fucking get stuck in so yeah as uh, as the funk heads over to uh, stock up the fridge which is an excellent idea I said I wouldn't need any more um, I was wrong I was very wrong um, I should probably talk about just a couple of other things that I've had a go of this week. In fact, I'll just talk about one, uh, which I really enjoyed a lot, and I'm not quite sure why, but I did. Uh, and it's called Max, The Curse of the Brotherhood. This is like a, a 2.5D platformer, um, and it's in like Unity, and it looks alright, and it's just a thing. Like, it starts off, and you're like wishing that your brother would disappear and then he's like sucked into a portal by a devil or whatever. Anyway, you end up in this like fantasy land. And it's it seems like a sort of bog standardy platformer, but then you basically get this magic marker thing. Um and it's kind of a puzzle game in that you can draw uh, like tree branches out to get across different obstacles. Uh, and then perhaps you'd jump onto that tree branch and then you can cut it off and it will land in the water with you standing on it and take you down the river. Um, other stuff like vines, so you've got to draw vines in, but you you need to draw them in the right direction so that when you're, say, you're sliding down off of a rock or something, you want to draw the vine sort of at this, sort of at the right angle so that it comes towards you as you leap off of one thing. Um, it's very, very clever. There's some cool stuff you can do on there. There's one where... Um, you can make jets of water, and there's a few puzzles where you've got to kind of use different water streams to propel him around. Um, it's just a cool little platformer puzzler game, and um, it's really nice. I like it. How long you played that for? Uh, I reckon I've played that for four hours, something like that. Jesus. It's really addictive. I've got no platforming in me anymore. No, I know, but... <sighs> I just... Like, even when you... Even when you explain them and why they're good, I still just think I'd rather be doing something else. Well, that was I don't a, know why, it's just sort of fallen out of love with it. I had for, for ages, um, but there was just something... I don't. There's been a couple that I've really enjoyed, um, but for the most part, up until Celeste, I hadn't really been playing many at all. And one of the reasons I hadn't was because a lot of them were this sort of whole roguelike thing where you die and then you start again and, and, and I just can't be bothered with that. Nope. And also uh, disappointed with Hollow Knight in that it was so mazy. You know, like you got to find your way through a level and there's lots of backtracking and stuff. I just don't want that. But I've always had a bit of a hard-on for platformers. You remember how many hours I put into Rayman. Yeah, you did. Um, 
and then stuff like Fez as well, like really cool little indie titles with with clever mechanics. And I think that's what gets me is clever mechanics. Fez had a, a mechanic where you used the bumpers and you could turn the whole world. It was on four yeah. sides. This has got a mechanic where you're essentially building little portions of the level around yourself to to traverse it. Um, it's just really clever. I, I, I always really like the like sound it. of them. I always like the sound of it. But I just when it would come to buying one, I'm just like, uh, no, can't be asked. I have no idea if I if you were if you were forced to play Celeste for an hour. I've no idea whether you would come out the other end of that engaged by it. Who, yeah. who can say? It sounds fun. It sounds like something I would have played. It's punishing as well. It's, yeah. it's brilliant fun, really punishing and really rewarding. Um, yeah, I certainly can't go on about Celeste on this podcast. That would be ludicrous. But Not even that. This, this is much more of your sort of kid-friendly platformer kind of thing. But um, it just runs really nicely. I wasn't expecting very much. It's just one of these Game Pass games that I've been trying out. That seems to be the beauty of that Game Pass. It's so good. They've moved it over to um, PC. They're going to start putting Microsoft games on Steam now, which the Epic guys aren't very happy about. Suck it. But yeah, um, as more and more become available, I think the service grows and grows. But then, you know, I mean, Sony have now confirmed... Uh, EA access for PlayStation. That's been sorely missed for ages. Sony having to sort of do things that maybe they necessarily didn't want to do. Um, but either way, yeah, Game Pass is fucking absolute winner because there's just more shit on there all the time. Every time I go on there, which is you know I probably play Xbox once or once a week, twice a week for a couple of hours. Every time I go on there, there's three three new things to download. Mm. And is it? Uh, I pay seven ninety nine a month. Mm, not bad Netflix money, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Um, I think I'd probably get more out of it if everyone had one, so that we had online stuff to play as well. But most of the stuff I've been engaging with has been kind of solo games anyway. So um, I could do with a little bit more sport and stuff on there. The thing with the Xbox is there's just occasionally you just wish. Like, for example, I was thinking earlier... I wonder how many of the old F1 games are backwards compatible. Because I've got the Drive Hub, so I can use my wheel on the Xbox. Mm. And I was, I'm always banging on about the Korean Grand Prix. I was like, when was that last on a Formula 1 game? Because I probably, like, maybe I own that, or I could at least pick it up for like four quid. And I was like, okay, so 2013 was the last time that was on an F1 game. Is that, is that backwards compatible? No, 2014 is. And it's like <laughs> it's like on, all those old 360 F1 games. I, I I refuse to believe that they were that different from each other that you can't just get them to work with the minimum of fuss mm-hmm. on the console. But I guess people just don't really want to. Don't care. They don't give a fuck. So yeah. Anyway, that's basically what I've been playing alongside loads and loads of FIFA that no one wants to fucking hear about at all. I don't want to hear about that. Absolutely not. So what have you been playing, buddy? And are you still? Are you still kicking on with old Shadow of War? I am. And how's that going? It's good. So what do you like about it? Because it's kind of open-ended. It's kind of story-based. In theory, it's not anything I like. No, it's what because I'm getting Bob's, at. Bob's yeah. always saying to play the um, the Batman games. Yeah. Which I played a little bit of, and I didn't like the whole like square-square attack, triangle-counter. Mm. Didn't really like it. Which is quite a bit of... Old Shadow of Woo. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. It's got a yeah. bit of a 
Assassin's Creedy thing going on. Yeah. You got the climby, climby Assassin's Creed thing. I think what I like about it most is, and because obviously you can make your guy slightly to how you want to do it by all the different weapons and stuff. Obviously, like any game, but I do the whole like archery thing from up on high or on funny angles and all of the stuff that you can unlock for your characters you go on you can unlock to make your guy better at doing that thing that's what I like so I'll be crouched above a group of people and they're sitting around a fire and I've got like a little add-on that if I aim at the fire and press a button I teleport down to it basically but detonate the fire setting everybody alight which brings up these little weird sort of golemy things that run around and attack everybody while I sort of run off and climb back up to where I was going for example plus you still have to do XX triangle but it just seems to work it's it just, like it's just, just blows fun. nice it's just fun so it's kind of got that sort of Hitman-esque sort of thing of like having a bit of fun with you know, playing it how you want yeah. it. So you could just wander around the world taking people on kind of as and when you found them. And you would find... Because the whole thing is about taking these citadels down. So each citadel's got like a big chief and then littler chiefs and then all of his Indians, basically. And you just have to basically interrogate these worms, like these little weaklings. And that would let you unlock a look at one of these guys it tells you all of his strengths and weaknesses and some of them you can't hurt with arrows some of them you can't set on fire all of all of the different stuff and every single one's different with different names and they all talk differently and it's all so you like unlock that guy and then you could go down and hunt that guy or you could wait until you just came across him and you just slowly take him apart like piece by piece by piece or you just go marauding through like you just don't care and in terms of difficulty like is it kind of punishing if you do go in there with the sort of without the in, intel and, and approach things the wrong way yeah you can sort of get mobbed so the more you go running in and just attack people they'll, they've got the ability to call more people in uh, and they can call people in that are riding the big like war dog things and the big guys with the clubs that whole stuff so eventually eventually you would get swamped but you could still get out of that because you can you can like leap over people. Right. So you could basically kind of Neo across people until you got to something you could climb up and then you can fly up there. Because you really are basically Neo in this in this thing, aren't Pretty you? Pretty much, yeah. And then all you get is the whole sort of splinter cell outline of yourself. So if you do something that obviously people see, it leaves the outline and they go and investigate it. And then they sort of wander all around it. So they don't just walk up to it, see you're not there and then go away. Mm. They carry on for a bit, like having a good old look around or whatever. I've always quite liked that that idea. That goes back to the blood and truth thing, like game mechanics that aren't remotely realistic in any way, but they just oh, improve God, yeah. things like massively. Yeah. But th- that makes sense for Lord of the Rings because that's what Lord of the Rings is. I think that would be my other question is how much of the enjoyment that you're getting out of that game um, centres around that licence? The fact that it's a licensed Lord of the Rings product, does that make a big difference? Yeah. I, just, I don't think it makes a difference like minute to minute, but the whole feeling of where you are and then when you when you find one of these generals that's just it because they're just in the general population it will say you have to search for them and then you go into like your weird like clever vision and it identifies the guy and you can sort of mark him up go and find him when you find him he sort of stops whatever he's doing and turns around and plays like a little thing to you of whatever his thing is so like you know someone's you know so and so the bard or so and so the poet or you know yeah. grok the whatever and they they turn around to give you a bit of a give you the old come on 
<laughs> and then they come and chase you down. And if they, because they can ambush you without you realising that they're there. So you could just be doing something else and then they'll suddenly, the screen will spin around and this guy will just give you this, he'll give you the beans about how he's going to do something to you. And you could just run away. You literally could just, just pelt up the road and never come back. And that would be fine. The game doesn't care. It just sounds like it. It's such a shame the way that this thing launched, because it sounds like it's just got so much going for it. I know Shadow of Mordor was awesome. critically acclaimed, and people thought it was absolutely exceptional. It sounds like this kind of built on every single one of those systems, and then they just absolutely like raped it with yeah well, with loot you, shit and microtransactions. When you fire it up, it gives you a message before you can get into anything that says. Basically, all of the stuff that was bad has been removed, and this currency is being removed on this date. And basically, you know, just forget, forget that this happened, and play the game. It's so weird. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought it unless Bob had played the first one, and basically it was explaining sort of what you do. Because to just sort of roam around feels a bit, a little bit pointless. I just find it really weird that they put all the work in to fix that thing when it's a single player experience. When it's not like a games as a service thing they can build on, where they can't entice loads of people in. Mm -hmm. And then they're stripping out all of the money making schemes that they had to make it a game that pe that people really like, except no fuckers playing it anymore. But your, their choice was either to just let that franchise die or fix it and then they can make another one. I just don't know if they can make another one. I'd like, buy it. I wouldn't buy it at full price. No. I think it was fifteen ninety nine with all, with all the DLC. I just wonder how many Game of the Year lists that thing would have made had it not come out with all of the bullshit in there. I think quite a lot of people wouldn't stick with it for very long because it's it's obviously kind of repetitive. Because hmm. you haven't, I haven't actually taken one of these Citadels yet, and I've played it. I think I'm eleven percent through the story, something like that. But I must have played Man. for. I must have played for 20 hours, but I just, I just kind of like, because you, you have to progress through the story to unlock the things you require to take down these citadels. So for ages, I just thought if I just kept killing these captains, eventually that would be enough to let me take on this person, but it's not because you can like dominate people and then they become your followers. That's the other part of it. So you can choose, you can obviously spy out who's good and then you recruit those people specifically and then they help you attack or they help you defend. So and then you, you upgrade them. So you, I dominated my first guy. Weird. And then <laughs> <laughs> after a good bit of dominating. Yeah. And then it said, oh, you can unlock, uh, you know, one of these three things. So one was like sappers who run towards the walls and blow them up. Or the guys on the big dogs. Or, um, you know, the guys with the big... What do you call them? Swingy sticks. Mm -hmm. So you can choose, you, you could kit out your generals however you want in order to attack the place that you're going to attack. But you could, I think you can attack the place anytime you like. You're just weakening it. By killing the captains, you're weakening. So you kill the guy who's got the thing that fires the flaming balls out, for example. And then presumably, I, I don't even know yet, presumably you actually attack the castle. Mm. But I don't know how much people would... I guess you could just keep playing the story and eventually it'll make you do it. Yeah, you'd assume so. You'd have to do it to to progress, mm -hmm. I suppose. Man, I never fancied. I never fancied the, sh the Shadow of Mordor. Uh, I dismissed this game because of the problems at launch. 
it sounds like they've basically fixed it. Uh-huh. It sounds like it's probably worth a shout, especially at the price point it's at at this point. You can pick that up dirt cheap. Now they've fixed it. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's just the Batman games, but I'm not sure it really is. I don't really like Batman. Well, me neither. But there's all, there's all the <laughs> stealth thing. There's the stealth stuff in it, isn't there, as well? So you can do the whole brawling bit and then the hiding in the shadows bit. But it's the bow and arrow that's really... Yeah. That's really my thing. And then and obviously you're upgrading this stuff as you go along. So if you're a bit of a collecty freak, they've got all the different sets of stuff. And if you... Um, certain sets, you this is one of six, whatever, how many of six... If when you tie them together, when you wear them at the same time or use them at the same time, these extra upgrades unlock to each of these things. So you could just have really cool stuff or individually, or you can try and get one of these specific sets if that's what you want to do, hmm. which is cool. Whereas I've done that classic thing of, I got something I liked and I won't give it up. I do that on every single game like that. Yeah. it's. Um... But then that makes you a certain class of person, like a certain class of character. Because you carry on going down that line and you just keep pushing the stuff that makes you better at doing that. Which so, means you could potentially play it again. In a different style completely. A different as style, a different like you would of... for Skyrim, be a mage and not a warrior or whatever. Man. I think that would work pretty well. I might need to pick this up. It's good. But again, bet... it's a bit of a like a time sink. I blatantly had that thing to Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, it was only £15 and £15.99, I think, with all the DLC, which seemed reasonable to me. For a punt of a game I didn't really know if I wanted. And does it run all right? It seems fine. I mean, I, I hardly know, though. <laughs> you don't I generally, You say it all the time, well, that's 40 frames or 30 frames. I'm like, really? I'm... <laughs> honestly, I honestly don't realise. Unless the game sort of starts to chug. Well, that's that's what I'm really asking. Like, Does it, does it hold a frame rate? Because you've got massive giant like gangs of mobs mm-hmm. and shit pretty strong solid lengthy draw distance yeah, and... and also you can obviously like when you're looking down there um when you're doing your archery as soon as you like pull your bow back there's a certain amount of like slow downtime right so it's going from like fast to slow and fast to slow with all the different stuff it's cool you can you can unlock stuff where if you shoot the person in the leg it like pins them to the floor <laughs> nice and then you can just like waddle up to them and it does, and then that that thing, that um, what do you call it? That skill has like three different things that you can then unlock based on whatever you feel like having. So you can literally make someone that does completely different stuff. It's cool, and you can ride the dogs, and then you can unlock the things so you can ride the really big like what's the thing that Return of the Jedi? Eighty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> no. In the Sarlacc, like near the Sarlacc pit, you know the big thing that he fights and then crushes oh, like the his wormy head the thing. No, he like he, he puts his head through the door and then it like comes down oh, his head. That massive thing, right? You can ride around on those, and also that's the thing that you can do is to there's like bait slung up around these camps and you can shoot the bait and it will call in <laughs> two of whatever animal. So if you don't fancy killing all these people because you think maybe you can't handle it, you can slowly thin them out and you can shoot arrows to like poison their grog. Or you can shoot arrows to blow up their um, whatever it is in the other barrels. But you could sort of thin them out without them ever knowing that you were there. You could just slowly like pick a camp apart if you wanted to. Or you could just run in like a loony. And if you go back there later on, have they kind of re... Um, yeah. 
So they kind of repopulate. Yeah, but the, when you go to places the first time and the captain's there, they're all doing the thing that is based on that guy. Right. So someone's, you know, someone's the guy that rounds up the dogs, for example. So that camp's full of the dogs and then he's like the dog man. <laughs> he's dog man. He's dog man. He's dogging. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's properly good. It's just fun to play because... I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't tell you why. I'm going to need to pick that up. That sounds like something I want to play for the first time because I didn't think I fancied those games at all, yeah. which is really weird because I really like the Lord of the Rings thing. Mm-hmm. But I think what put me off was the the darkness of it, the fact that if it, it seemed all very one note to me, all the landscapes. and but the places are different. So some of them are like the sort of raised, burnt, Mordory bits and then I've, I just moved into like a it's obviously not like Hobbiton but that kind of so there is like greenery it's just and... a normal green it's like the oh, okay. sh- looks like the Shire and then you're running around in Man. there so each each different region is each different thing okay it's, it's good I think I don't know if it's just all of the footage that I saw of that thing when it first came out it was all just really bleak and grey well I've seen but the stories good too it's got that like Gears of War palette but obviously there's diversity there that I wasn't aware of. It's got Gollum in it. He runs around, so he works for the, what do you call it, the big spider that's in the stories, mm-hmm. Shelob. So he, halfway through the game, well not halfway through, 11% through, <laughs> he pops up and then you like follow him around because he's like a sneaky little Russian. Mm. And then you just follow him as he sneaks through and that's like, and he's like talking to you all the time as he's doing his little funny run. Shit, so if you actually like Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> Okay. There you go, that's that. I need to pick that up. Uh, have you been playing anything else? Nope. No, fair play. Well. <laughs> game night. Yeah, game night. Fucking F1 absolutely taking over game night. It's obliterated everything else. It's just too good. We can't not play it for four hours. Yeah, we'll be yeah, nearly five. Why would we not do that? And F one twenty nineteen game twenty eighth of June. Oh, um, so yeah, we're twenty three days out. Just before karting. Yeah, yeah, we're going go karting before then. It's going to be pretty special. And we'll be talking a lot about F one, and everyone's going to really enjoy that. People love that. There's going to be so much to talk about there. Um. Because those games change so it's a different board ridiculously game every year. Every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New things to learn. Gibbons. Oh, well, lovely. Uh, well, in that case, I think probably we should go and talk about the news. Uh, the question is, can I be bothered to put the news thing in? Probably not. Probably not. You didn't uh, You didn't ask me what I was drinking. Oh, shit. It's more on it than I am. Fuck you know. I've listened to this at least once. Uh, maybe, maybe I didn't ask because I know, because I know you were physically looking. Yeah. Um, what are you drinking, buddy? You don't want to tell you now. You don't want to. Yeah. It's the innocent gun. It wasn't. It was a marshmallow chocolate porter called Pillow Fight. It's called Pillow Fight. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was. it was lovely. You like that? Yeah, you're not a fan. Are you? Yeah, well, you're more adventurous with your beers. You know, it's. Like I'm a bit one note thing. with the the pilsnery IPA, the fruity ones, yeah, the sort of cutting ones. There's worse things to drink than that. Yeah, you're not wrong. And uh, I've been on this amber lager, which is quite nice. That's, some, that's an American one, I think. Yeah, point. 
They're the ones that half of them don't have the ABVs on them and just drink it till you feel dizzy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does look like an American one, doesn't it? Yeah. Sort of Stephen's point. And they've got an innocent gun on the way, which I like it because it sounds like innocent gun, mm. which, of course... From the Scotland. ...is rarely the case. So let's talk about some news, buddy. Um, there's been some news. I haven't um, seen any news. Well, then you're fitting well here because... I'm in luck. <laughs> I just never know what's fucking going on either. Um, so let's talk about some news. Firstly, number one, number wang, number mm-hmm. one, number wang. Uh, this year's Need for Speed won't be at E3, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. What was the last Need for Speed? Uh, it was Need for Speed Payback, and it was an absolute abomination. Is that the one with Instagram in it? Um, the Need for Speed 2015, that was the last oh, the decent one. About. Oh, the crew was just Fuck. social media bollocks. Um, this doesn't have a name yet. No one knows anything about it, and now they're not showing it at E3. Um, they insist it is coming out this year. It's by Ghost Games again. They made the first Need for Speed that we had on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. which I think we all quite liked. It was all right. I don't know if it was because there was nothing else to buy. That that was a barren, barren time. Yeah. Then they made Need for Speed 2015, which me and Ash got a hell of a lot of enjoyment out of for about six pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they made Payback, which was atrocious. Uh, it's on Game Pass. Well, it was on EA Access and uh, thoroughly I fucking awful. Don't play that. Just the worst. Just the worst, absolutely unskippable, terribly acted cutscenes peppering nope, your racing nope. uh, graphics that were far worse than its predecessor. Not sure why. Anyway, um, presumably this will be shit. And it's a shame because Ghost seem to... There's something there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what it is that would allow that. They just need to be brought into like Codemasters or something and then... They'd know what's what. But I'd say someone needs to kick up the arse. Nobody knows what's going on there. Quite why EA keep letting them release more games when they when they all fail. I mean, Need for Speed 2015, I think it sold okay, but not well. And then Payback, you know, absolutely bombed. I don't bombed. know, how much does a game need to make to break even? Well, it's EA, though. They don't, they're not interested in that. They want They want all the money. They don't want some of the money. <laughs> Not if they can money. have all of the all money. Of money. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, nobody knows anything about it or cares. But uh, that's a shame because I'm always excited when new racing games are coming out. But Ooh. there are reasons to be cheerful in that department, buddy. We've got Assetto Corsa Competizione, which uh, is launched properly on PC now and is coming to consoles at some point in the future. You played um, the old one of that, didn't you? I liked the old one. Uh, it was really ropey on the consoles, though. They've promised a proper full-blown port this time rather than um, whatever the fuck that last one was. Good. You got slow down with more than five cars on the track. It was terrible. Um, and you, you can't have that sort of stuttering. It just doesn't work. Not in a sim. Well, it was really hard to drive. Yeah. You need a good feel. Um, but then obviously this grid reboot. That's exciting. Um, with old Fernando Alonso <sighs> helping them out. Fernando. But... <laughs> Um, next time you're over, you'll have to give Grid 2 a burn on the uh, Game Pass because it's fucking great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that'll make you pretty excited for this. But it's got Gotham y vibes, is what I would say That's about nice. this new Grid. That's nice. I'm excited for GT Sport VR. 
Yeah, that's, that's really fun. Um, and you, you you know you can't do a great deal in it. Uh, it's single player, but you can time trial around all of the tracks in any of the cars, and that's really all you need. Mm. Um, with the wheel, with the wheel, taking a you know some Ferrari around brands. Why can't you just pop into my game? Like, even if it was just two people, it just doesn't seem to be able to manage it's just it. A power thing. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I don't know how cheap Drive Club VR is at this point. Um, they're switching the servers off for that game in a year's time. Those guys can just fucking do one. Yeah, I'm not interested. That thing is online. They can no. <laughs> uh, and it's good, but the graphics are terrible, which kind of makes you think Polyphony have got an, an excuse with GT. Jerks. They can't get you know if if. Drive Club was a decent looking game because of its low frame rate. They were able to make it look really good. Um, but Drive Club VR is a fucking horrible mess like to look at, despite being quite fun to play. Um, it just hasn't got the beans. But I'm sure that it will come with the new PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does make a massive difference having a pro as well. Uh, the PSVR, it just... Yeah, it makes sense. It's got more got more power, got more yeah. beans. Exactly. Is no, it? No, I suppose once you've got the VR in it, as long as it's compatible, that's the main thing. Yeah, that's what they've said. So it should be clear there. Well, they've never told a lie or promised something that couldn't happen. No, no, not at all. Um, so yeah, uh, Need for Speed, not at E3. Beyond Good and Evil 2, also not at E3. Um, neither will Sony be at E3. Basically, EA aren't ready at E3. Nintendo... They do their direct thing, which doesn't really count as being at E3, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's essentially Microsoft, Ubisoft, and Square. Um, and of those, Microsoft tends to be the only one worth watching. Um, I, I haven't partaken for many a moon. I like watching the... Uh, I don't stay up for them anymore, um, but I like watching the... Um, the presentations because they're just so stupid it's just so ludicrous the idea that, that these like executives come out on a stage mm-hmm. try and appeal to various demographics of people they have no idea it's about it's like the guy that runs coke like running out and <laughs> trying to sell you coke it <laughs> makes no sense <laughs> yeah. there's a guy in a suit obviously because he runs a business he's the chairman of something you shouldn't you shouldn't have to come out and then jump through weird hoops. It's so dumb. Yeah, but I mean, but but Sony have done it so well over the years, and I think Phil Motherfucking Spencer does a good job of presenting those things, like a, a weirdly decent job. Considering, <laughs> like, I suppose that's the point, isn't it? Why not get like a proper? Yeah. But they, well, they used know. to be doing presentations and stuff, though, aren't they? So yeah, it's, it's surely not out of the realms of what they're capable of. It just seems a bit weird to me. Like, I don't know. I just don't think I care. No. You know, I want to play the games, but then I see that, you know, it's like, oh, blah, blah game is at E3. And when's that coming out? Oh, next year. Like, well, A, it probably won't be. And B, it'll probably be wank by then. So why am I even going to get excited? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't really get excited anymore. There's nothing about E3 that I'm excited for. Um, I'm looking forward to certain things. I I want to see what Microsoft does in terms of they've got a clear run to announce anything they want unopposed and I don't know how that's going to go they'll probably do nothing I would expect that they'll do nothing no no competition I mean they're going to announce their rejigged Xbox Ones they're releasing a slim version and a discless version but they don't need a big power play because there's no competition so they can just save them Uh, I don't know 
again, with the new consoles, it's like I'm not excited like I used to be about new consoles because it's just power. Mm-hmm. It's just power. So it doesn't really feel like there's anything special there anymore. Well, they don't really make games that completely blow you away, he says, after playing VR and being like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> but in general, normal day-to-day gaming... Nothing, nothing comes out where you're like, oh my god, I've just got to play this. We, I have we've to got have our this. staples and always will have, like for better or worse, half the time with football games. The last time that that happened where I was like, I must play this was Red Dead. Um, the time before that was God of War. Mm. Um, before that was Uncharted 4. And there's a pattern here. So. That seems to be it yeah. for me. The next one that I'm really excited for is The Last of Us 2. These are all single-player, story-driven experiences. So I still haven't played Red Dead, because I was like, as soon as I buy it, I'm just that's all I'm going to want to play. Yeah, it's... So it's... I almost just thought, I'm just going to leave that until you know, eventually it either goes down so cheap, or I pick up a disc copy or something from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it, that, the single player of that thing's a masterpiece. I, I'm just very surprised at how badly the online version is done. Mm. It just seems incredible to me that GTA V can be the most bought, most played game on earth, and then they come out with essentially a Wild West version, and no one it's gives cars, a fuck. Cars, not horses, though, isn't it? <sighs> Who gives a shit about must, horses? Must be more than that, though. Like it must be. I'm not convinced. Did you not? Were you not excited about the idea of us poncing about on a game yeah, night in I liked the Wild it, West? But at the same time, I was thinking, I'm really sure how far this is going to go. Like, what, what are you going to do? Well, we ended up playing all we would play on uh, online GTA was stunts and snipers. Yeah, yeah. So we did, we weren't even really playing it. We weren't playing the, the game game. No, we were playing drive Lamborghinis up ramps as someone tries to shoot you with a sniper rifle and you try and <laughs> knock them off the top of a container. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is better than the game. That is a fair point, yeah. Other than that, or just aimlessly ambling about for an hour well I'd like I would like to play the Red Dead equivalent of snipers and stunters yeah however you would like to set that up horses and bows and arrows run your horse up the ramp while you're on top of a train with a bow and arrow it's not the same I just don't know I don't know why I'm not quite sure why but yeah it seems to be single player stuff. I'm certainly not excited for any of the AAA stuff on on the horizon, to be honest. Um, which is probably best because E3 looks like a fucking bust this time round, um, and that is a shame. Um, having said that, one thing that I am looking forward to, and I don't know if you've seen any of this at all. I haven't seen anything. I genuinely haven't seen anything about anything. That's half the time why I listen to the podcast. <laughs> I don't. I then don't have to. Do you, you know anything about the new Kojima game, Death Stranding? I've seen. Um, I saw a video that was a guy running through what looked like a marsh as like a big black tentacly like willy thing flapped about and he ran away and I think that was it and I was like okay so obviously this is a Kojima game as such it's going to be stupid some of that's going to be good stupid and some of it's probably going to be bad stupid um, I was never a big Metal Gear fan. You knew that? The only Metal Gear game that I ever enjoyed was the most recent one. Not the most recent, not Metal Gear Survive, but the fan, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, which is incredibly underrated 
essentially it's fucking Splinter Cell. I still think I'll pick that up. It's fucking Splinter Cell with line. with comedy. I think I'll pick it up. It's one of those things that you just think, oh, I'm not going to buy it now because I've got XYZ to play. Yeah. But eventually you'll get it. It's cool. That game's cool. And I probably chucked 30 hours at it. Like two years after we bought it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird, but it's, it's a fucking great game. This thing, who can say what this is going to be like? We don't know what it is. Uh, we know a little bit more about what it's about now. So this week they released... Big uh, black tentacly things in marshes. They released like an eight and a half minute gameplay taster um, this week. And you got some sort of idea of what it was all about. Now, some of this stuff might have been common knowledge to people who sort of wank over Kojima anyway. I wasn't really following it because I was just like, this could be anything, that guy's mental. Mm -hmm. But um, it looks to be, uh, it's post-apocalyptic, but not in a sort of horrible fallouty way. Everything's Mm -hmm. all meadows and snowy, you know, and so on. Why is everything bloody post-apocalyptic. I think people tell me want that. a bit of wilderness. Also, it's much harder to render giant cities. So, I think that's got a lot to do with it. It's lazy. It Unacceptable. Is. Well, it's pretty. It's a pretty looking game. Um, it's got that dude from The Walking Dead in it. Um, he seems to be quite good in it. It looks mm. a lot like him. Um, and so, there's some sort of organisation that he's a part of the world's kind of ending and there's little factions and stuff and then meanwhile it seems to be that there's this sort of alternate dimension which is kind of being thought of as hell I think they're actually calling it Hades Mm -hmm. Um, and there are pockets where these people who are tethered to Hades kind of breach into our reality and they can literally just fucking kill you if they touch you or anything you're just dead and then there's these babies that have been bred who are in some way connected to both of these realms. They're called bridge babies. And so these dudes carry these babies around in little like casks. And then when they're in a position where they need to see the other side... So this they is done by Vic Reeves. This is, it's made, it's, they plug in to the baby... And then they can see, like, the evil shit that could kill them. But then during this gameplay clip, there was a moment where a dude got basically ravaged by these fuckers and it just pulled him into the other realm. And then he was, it was like World War Two. There was like tanks going across the Somme and shit. And that was like hell. And he was running through like a load of soldiers and stuff. It just looks insane. Like, it just I don't know what's sort of going on. It sounds quite good. It sounds like you want to play it just to see what happens. Yeah, I think that that's probably the best way to describe a Kojima game. I think that's probably the allure. I think what you've got to tag onto the end is when it's in a heavy sale. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. For me, at least. I watched that and I was kind of like. I like. Babies. I was. <laughs> I like that dude from The Walking Dead. And yeah, I mean, there's all sorts going on here. Like, there's, there's a couple. Yeah, I'm of, not sure that's a good thing, though. I know, but it just it just seems crazy. Like all the different mechanics and stuff. Graphically, it's a masterpiece. Like it's using you know a, a form of that Fox engine. Obviously, he's not allowed to use that Konami mm. shit, but he did design it, so he probably knows what's what. Like his own one. Um. I just think that it looks a 
bit cool, but as is so often the case with Kojima games, how will it play? What will the controls be? What will the minute-to-minute gameplay would you, be? Would you be prepared to risk 60 quid to find out? Probably not. No, I, I mean, I'd always read a couple of reviews first, always. But once I read those reviews, if those reviews were really hyping the shit out of it, then I probably would you then. might do. Yeah, I probably would. Either way, um, it's on YouTube. If you want to check it out, try and work out what's going on. Um, who can say... Uh, and that game, the reason that the trailer was released was because it was announced that it is actually launching on the 8th of November this year. So that's quite cool because it's been quite barren. It's a golden year. release. It's very much golden release time. Beautiful. Meanwhile, other things. Uh, GT Sports got a new circuit. Just in time for you to pick up VR. Uh, you will be able to patch that and uh, you'll be able to race around the Goodwood circuit. On GT Sport, like a um, which is very cool indeed. That's I a like great it. track. It's a great track. I'd like it if they had the hill climb as well. I think the hill climb was actually in GT Six, um, but yeah, this is the Goodwood Circuit. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So that's great. Freezes. Yeah, and that's the fifth track that they have added for free to that game since it launched. It's almost like they want people to buy the game and then continue playing it and then buy the next one. It's a very good game. <laughs> It's a very good game. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, EA is revealing FIFA 20 on Saturday. I don't know how you reveal a game that has come out every year since 1995. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, loads of gameplay improvements listed. AI improvements. Um, and reading between the lines, there's absolutely no mention of any new modes or improvements to game modes, like nothing in the the opening blurb. Um, Yeah, nothing about having modes football games had 20 years ago, like being able to play online against your friends, Mm -hmm. for example. Or Um, some form of cooperative master league. Yes. Uh, It it looks like it's going to be an update. Once again, they're going to fix a lot of the stuff they broke with the last game, Um, which is a shame. I've been playing a lot of FIFA and really enjoying it. But the gameplay is a bit one note. I miss mm. Pez. I miss the um, analog nature of Pez. But then, I would agree. The AI is so terrible on Pez that it's unplayable. I played through a season of uh, Master League on FIFA, and I enjoyed it. But I got to the end, and I was like, "Well, do I want to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> is that what I want to do again?" No. And then you end up simming games. You just think, "Well, why am I, if I'm just going to sim the games?" What I really like is the transfer window. Me too. Which suggests it isn't a very good football game. No, you just want to build your team, which yep. you can do in lots of other different Sim ways. Sim through to the next window and see who else you can buy. Yeah, play fantasy football or yeah. go on Football Index. There's lots, there's lots of things you can do. Absolutely. It's not required. I don't know, it's just uh, it's just FIFA in it. Same, like, it's just accepted. Just Yeah, do what you want. We'll buy it. Yep. Fine. I've given up getting angry now. Fuck it. Yeah. I want to play it, so we'll probably buy it. Probably will. Not sure when we will. Well, if Pez, if this, we'll do the whole thing of flipping around demos. about which one we want to play. Yeah. Well, and just pray that Evo's good. Pez demo normally comes out before the FIFA game comes out. So we will be able to at least play Pez and confirm its shitness before committing to the other one. Yeah. That, it would almost be worse if Pez was decent to play in the demo. Because yeah. then you're like, ugh, I've never got to make a choice. 
I mean, that game hoodwinked me last year. The demo came out and played a certain way. And then the game came out and it didn't play like the demo. Mm -hmm. They made changes in the intervening period. They were all terrible. Uh, and I pissed my money away on that game. Yeah, because that wasn't a beta either. That was a demo. That was a demo. So that was, that was this is an advert for the game that you're going to yeah. buy. And then you buy the game and they're like, no, we had to change it. That build was three months old. And it's a nine-month cycle on that game because they can't start making it until sometime after the previous ones come out and they've supported it full-on, 100%. Mm -hmm. So they don't start building that thing at all as a proper full-blown team, and except for the nine months leading up, um, like a football season. And uh, with that in mind, you can't really rely on those demos either, so you can't rely on anything because you can't play it otherwise and you can't rely on reviews because all the reviews are fluffy this is feel stuff nothing about like mechanics or design or modes mm -hmm. you can never find out anything that you want to from a review anymore because they've all got to be fucking you know it's all it's all Esquire magazine I, I rather than... a game based on a review I ask people that I know that have played those games yeah and that is basically which is why I don't play quite a lot of games that maybe I should have like the Shadow <laughs> yeah. of War <laughs> yeah because Bob was the same he played Shadow of Mordor and he liked it but he didn't buy the second one because he heard all the shit yeah so that will, I don't know maybe it's just timing maybe you would have hated it if you'd have bought it and it had all the microtransaction shit in it I think you would have yeah so yeah a few other bits and pieces uh, BT Sport app has finally arrived on PS4 it's been on the Xbox One for some time uh, I really liked that app because I have BT Sport but I didn't want to have a little freeview box under the telly so that I could watch BT Sport. Um, also, the um, I, I only pay for standard def package, but in the app it runs at like 4K. So nice. <laughs> I was like, cool. Um, so yeah, that's now arrived on PS4 as well, just in time for there to be no football on there and the Champions League to have ended. I can't believe that that was a thing that didn't exist. BT Sport like, app. genuinely. Yeah. That the PlayStation didn't have a BT Sport app. Well, I think they want seems... you to use the box because they have all of the um, on-demand movies, services and stuff tied into that interface. Uh, whereas I only ever used it for BT Sport. We didn't use it at all. And then mm -hmm. as soon as we got the new telly with its, you know, we just had all the freeview all built in and everything and anyway. Smart nature. Absolute given. So yeah, we don't watch anything live except sport. So... Um, that's now on PS4, which is nice. Uh, I haven't tested it out yet, but I will. Uh, meanwhile, Call of Duty Modern Warfare announced. What, what, what do you mean? A reboot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So we've had the remaster. Oh, um, I see. So the new Call of Duty is going to be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And it is a reboot stroke follow-up title to the Modern Warfare games featuring many of the original characters from the first Modern Warfare, like Soap and all that shit, um, but in a modern setting, buddy. So they've mysteriously not aged. Um, I don't know quite how they're going to do that. But this, this year, we've probably played more Modern Warfare as a shooter, or I certainly have. Than, than anything, yeah. Than Black Even Ops Wild 4. Pants has gone slightly to the wayside because yeah. it's, it's not so good as a as a one or a two. Whereas you can jump into a, a bit of modern woo. Yeah, and as such, you'd think a lot of people would be quite excited about this. 
I'm sure they'll fuck it completely. Um, it's just not what I want anyway. What's but... wrong with the? There's loads of people playing the remaster. Well, Why it looks like this is going to be a. This is going to have a full-blown campaign, which is something that has, no one's really done for a little while. They've ditched the zombies completely, um, so I guess that's had its day Good. at this point. Um, presumably, the next thing they'll do is announce some sort of battle royale mode mm. for it. Um, either way, it launches on the 25th of October. Uh, and yeah they actually did something I couldn't have predicted I wouldn't have predicted that that's what they were going to do next no I'm still not really seeing the point no I still don't care about it because I can play I'm just saying I can play Modern Warfare <laughs> so why do I need you you haven't got to reboot it you remastered it for me yeah so what it, what well, it it's, run, a, it's it a brand new perfectly game perfectly well it looks it looks really nice the the trailers that they've released for the new game it looks lovely it'll be fuck all like it won't it <laughs> probably not so no, well it'll play like all the others as well and that's the thing the thing that I love about the Modern Warfare remaster is the lack of bells and whistles and bullshit mm-hmm. uh, it's the straight shooter nature of it that harks back to 90s shooters like playing Half-Life mods online and Quake 3 agreed um, and even that's got more than I want I don't like the being able to drop a missile on people or get the helicopter it pisses mm. me off no, you don't like it do you no I don't mind it. I feel like I always feel like when I've died in that game, it's probably because someone's better than me. I'm just a bit of a spanner. Yeah, but then that person who's better than you by killing you ten times gets a helicopter that kills you every time you step out of a crate or anything. Yeah, but that changes the way the game plays. So when that happens, then you have to switch up to when you're in the game and someone gets a helicopter. And so when me, Schley, and PJ play, we don't just ignore the helicopter. It says like enemy helicopter incoming. We're like right. Everyone's like switching to RPGs and getting LMGs out. Yeah. And we'll take down the helicopter quite a lot of the time before it kills anybody. Mm. So, but at the same time, if you're looking up in that game, generally, you're in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it gives a little something, something. Yeah. I liked the movement of um, like Black Ops 3. I liked that game when we played that. Um, but the whole lanes kind of map style. Mm. It's, I feel like it's had its day. I could never get, I could never quite get to grips with it. As soon as, as soon as I picked up Modern Warfare again and started playing it, I was like, "This is, this is what I like." I don't know what the difference is, but this is what I no, like. It's, it's map design. You know, it's it's a map that isn't designed to funnel you towards someone all the time. Mm-hmm. But also, you can't like run up the walls and jump two times and gra- like grapple at things. I don't, I don't want any of that. It's bad enough that you can jump in that game for me. <laughs> Because <laughs> you'll, you'll be sitting somewhere and someone will jump through a door, and then you're like shooting at their knees. Yeah. Well, you you inevitably still kill them, but you still just want to find out where they live and slap them. <laughs> they shouldn't have the option. That's all I'm saying. He's <laughs> a given. Yeah. Well, either way, that's what's happening. I don't know. Maybe the campaign will be fun and worth playing. I suspect not. No. Um, maybe it'll look really amazing. I suspect not. And uh, I'm not sure I care. Like I say, honestly, I don't realise half the time what the frame rates are. I mean, the thing with Modern Warfare Remastered is that we don't really need anyone else. When there's like six of us on on a game night. It's enough. It's enough. It is enough. Uh, Next, uh, I think I mentioned before, Blood and Truth tops UK physical charts. The only, well, the first VR game to do that um, on any platform at any time. This Uh, wasn't unbungoed or anything before it came out. It was a straight up... Just came Straight out. Straight up released. Came out, launched, 
physical sales through the roof, um, suggesting there's lots of those headsets out in the wild, suggesting that nothing's fucking coming out at the moment, as mm. I'll demonstrate shortly, and also suggesting <laughs> that when you launch a brand new game at £35, people are more likely to buy it. So those, all those things helped, but um, nevertheless, it's quite an achievement, I think. Oh yeah, haven't really seen it on the telly or anything. I, if again, if you hadn't have told me it was a thing, I, I didn't know that it just came out. Yeah. I literally, I just thought you had it. <laughs> I was like, this is fun. No, I've been waiting for a while. Fair play. There it is. Uh, Elon Musk uh, says Cuphead is coming to Tesla. Cuphead is a first-party Microsoft title by an indie studio in the style of an old uh, Disney or Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um, And it's going to be able to... You'll be able to play it in your Tesla on the big screen. So that's nice. Neither own a Tesla or wish to play that game in anyone else's Tesla. Maybe would have been in Ash's news favourite things, that particular one. I reckon it might have been. Um, An animated Magic the Gathering TV show is coming to Netflix... I hope one of these is made up. It's created before you carry on. Created by the Russo brothers, who directed and produced Avengers Endgame, which is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Cinema can't be asked. I don't understand. Just got. I don't need to go and sit for like three hours or whatever it is. I just wait till it comes out and watch it in my house. Drink beer. Yeah, I don't. I don't care that much about that specific thing to go to the cinema to watch it. I suppose that makes sense. I can tell you it's good though, um, and as someone who's played a bit of Magic: The Gathering, um, does this sound like something that might be interesting? But I tried to get back into Magic: The Gathering while I was away on my. The missus little, has been playing it a, a lot. Jaunt. She likes it. I just couldn't get back into it. It's too you complicated. Need, you need, no, you need to unlock so much to get a decent pack. Yeah. So when you when you first start off, you have to do all the, not the tutorials, but you have to basically do story missions using all of the various packs of the game, which I have no interest in because I've done all of that and I know what I like. <laughs> and I'm an old man and I don't want to fucking play your game anymore. That's basically what happened. I was like, fine, I won't play it then. Had no had no option to just skip through it. And also, a game can last, like, a long time. <laughs> yeah. A really long time. Me and PJ played it one night. We're like, oh, we have a quick game of Magic. And, like, two and a half hours later, while we're both, like, laying in bed, like, trying to stay awake. So someone can just finish this fucking game. <laughs> it just gets a bit silly. Is the, um, the like, universe of it interesting enough to, for you to watch a TV show about it? No, I, would, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I know, you know, what the cards do and why, but I don't know. I don't know any of the lore if there is any in it. Don't care. Yeah, I have no interest in playing it, but I'd like the sound of this, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is weird. Um, but then there we are. I don't know. Uh, those guys are very talented, and it's got a lot of presumably it's got a lot of law that it could draw from um, even if you're not really aware of it it must do so it could be interesting but either way that's happening we don't know when yet it's a thing bearing in mind we've got The Witcher coming to Netflix before the end of the year as well 
See, I think I would probably quite like to watch that. I'm not, I watch, I'm not sure the missus. I'd just watch it to see Henry Cavill as Geralt and work out how that happened and why. Yeah. I don't think I've got any interest really particularly in watching it. I feel like I should have because I loved the game. I absolutely loved it. But do I really want to see all of that acted out? I don't think it is though. None of the same stories at all. It's a completely different thing. I just don't know if the world's enough. In a way, it's like the read the book, see the movie thing. Like the Bourne thing. Mm -hmm. Where I saw the films and then read the books and had Matt Damon in my head as Jason Bourne. When I was reading the books, they didn't spoil the books for me, but it certainly tainted what otherwise would have been something I'd created in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the same way... Uh, I see Geralt as a certain type of character based on the fact that I played 235 hours of The Witcher 3 Um, and I don't know that anyone can step into that role even though he's digital uh, and frankly very poorly acted Geralt in the game he's quite a sort of vague thing as well really (laughs) even in terms just to look at him if you had to describe him maybe that's why it'll work I feel like it will work like certain things don't like Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher <laughs> for, for very fundamental reasons. Yeah, but no, I, th- I feel like that could I think that could work. It's a vague description. This like tall, grey-haired dude with beard. Yeah. Okay. Is he tall? I don't even know. Probably. I'm not really sure. Is he a eunuch? I don't think so. He's always banging people. Or is it that he just can't sow the seed? He fucks on the back of a unicorn, so he must have the beans. We might not have the beans, but... Mm. Well, either way... Let us know. Henry Cavill certainly (laughs) got the beans. Um, Finally, from me, two more things. Firstly, Watch Dogs 3 has leaked uh, before E3. It will probably feature prominently in the Ubisoft conference, and no one will necessarily give a fuck about that. But I do give a fuck about this. Oh, shit. Because it is called Watch Dogs Legion. I think that they've made a series of vaguely similar games where they have now perfected probably both an open world setting and um, building of an atmosphere to a degree mm-hmm. with some of the other games that they've been making. And this one's set in London and I think that that could be really cool because mm-hmm. the best thing about Watch Dogs 2 and there, there was, it wasn't a difficult competition but the best thing about it was the city of San Francisco which was really brilliantly realised mm-hmm. um, and if they do London justice that would be good that could be really cool and you haven't you won't have the dude the dude bruh bullshit it's in London yeah but then you got to put up with the freaking and my cockney world yeah but I, I find that far less annoying even though it's a pastiche of a culture I fucking live in than the hoorah cunts of the states so for yeah. me um, I'm kind of well I mean maybe I'm all jacked up on blood and truth I was always a big fan of the getaway so maybe it, it works for me it could be it good it works for me Bob liked those watchdog games I, I throwing it out there he liked them the first one's on Game Pass I've been meaning to have a go maybe you should have a little try give it a little red hot crack I'm not sure it's anything you're going to pump loads of hours into but he just said it was sort of novelty you know oh I can change the lights as I'm driving down the road or make steam like pop up and 
kill people or whatever. Well, the big thing with this one that they're touting, and obviously touting is maybe not completely true because it's a leak, but this mm. is what I, I've been reading about, and this is the main sort of blurb that's been leaked, is that in the previous game you were able to tap into everyone's mobile phones um, and, you know, all, all the... AI characters, mobile phones, and see all their data and find out shit about them, listening on phone calls and so on. Apparently, in this game, you're going to be able to take control of those characters. So the missions, uh, say there's a mission where a bank is being robbed, you're going to be able to basically play as any of the AIs. So you'd be able to take control of anyone going into that mission mm. um, and play it in a different way each time, mm, which quite sounds cool. quite cool. Yeah, it sounds like it's got a little twist. So that coupled with the setting and how that gates off Ubisoft's terrible storytelling mm. and, and direction. Well, yeah, because you're just saying you can take over someone's phone. I'd be like, well, why would I care? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Why would I want to do that? I'll just use my own phone. Yeah, just shoot them all. Um, (laughs) um, and then finally absolutely finally in the news um, Google is doing a live stream tomorrow uh, tomorrow being uh, Thursday the 6th of June uh, where they are going to announce everything about uh, Stadia Mm. Google Stadia uh, including uh, pricing which is an interesting one because I was kind of under the impression it was going to be browser based um, and therefore you know so you a subscription for, model I'd like to know if there's a, you know is there hardware they're going to be peddling here they'll be announcing that tomorrow there's going to be a series of game reveals for Google Stadia tomorrow mm. uh, including exclusives to Stadia's platform and if Google's funding that then that could be literally anything um, big old reveal event tomorrow live stream two hour live stream all about it um, Two hours, apparently so. So uh, this time next week we will have some information about that, and that's probably more exciting than anything E3 is going to have to offer this it year. It sounds more interesting than anything else to me. I've got to say. Yeah. But at the same time, I just you just get so cynical. You're just like, is this is this just going to be another bad thing? Yeah. I another, mean, another either another bad idea or another like really shitty way to try and do something. I think it's the start. Um, of, I mean, these this exists or this technology has existed for ages. PS Now um, has existed for ages. Uh, GeForce Now that I was playing on my Mac, it's incredible technology and it works. Mm-hmm. But no one has set their stall out and said this is literally what we're doing. And for Google to do that <laughs> with with their yeah. money, yeah. Um, the sky being the limit there. It's kind of exciting to see. I don't know why you get kind of attached to your console, but I sort of do. I do. There's, I, there's something inside me that does not like the change. I'd be sad if I didn't have a bit of hardware under there that I've turned on. It's just Sometimes it's just hearing it turn on and be like, time to play some games. Yeah, well, And also they double up as a heater. They do, they do. Which is yeah. kind of nice if you've got cold feet. Very handy when you've got windows like mine. Um, yeah. They do look quite nice down there. Yeah, I don't know. I know it's not a, a rational thing, but as soon as you say you're going to take my console away, I'll get a little bit shirty. Yeah, goodness. As opposed to like a USB dongle for the future. Yeah, I just like, you know, open a browser and log on. Yeah, that'll be exciting, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> despite the fact that it's amazing technology and is it's got to be the way things go yeah it's going to go just, that way you just got to get over it well once the once the internet in every home is good enough to stream games with no latency mm. then no one will ever buy hardware again yeah. i guess so. it depends what you're going to play as well because if you only played like if we only played with game night people we've probably already all got that speed sitting there now yeah, yeah. We've so all... if you only ever played with your own people, as it were, mm. you, that would be fine. There'd be nothing to worry about. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting. It's the way things are going, and we'll know more next week. So uh, mm. Ash will be back. I'm sure he'll be excited. He loves all that shit. Does he ever? Yeah. So there we are. That's the news. Lengthy news, and that's what we've been playing. There's no more show really. Normally we'd go into out this week at this Damn. point. There are no games out this week. Really? There are no games. It's like they knew. Just want to do a little quick podcast. Don't really want to spend hours. It's the week before E3. Just don't do it. There's nothing going on. Love um, it. And uh, yeah, then we'd probably go into Fuckwick Corner, but of course the whole show's been Fuckwick Corner. one giant corner. And, uh, and then that'd be that. And that is that. So thanks very much for listening, buddies. Um, thanks very much, Funk, for joining me this evening. Love it. It's been a fucking pleasure. And uh, yeah, I should be back next time round. And uh, we'll be talking about... Well, I suppose it's basically E3 week next week so we might have some interesting shit to talk about Um, but yeah you can find us on the website buddies www.thejeffgpodcast.co.uk we'll be back streaming um, on the old internets next week and uh, yeah we'll catch you then until then I've been Alex he has been Funk I haven't got a specific like ending like Ash has yeah bye you could say literally anything right now bye like, See ya. not only is uh, do you have absolute flagrant permission to say whatever yeah. you want, but no cunt listens anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. is there anything you want to say? No. I, well, bye. That was what I did say. Okay. Well, we'll end there. <laughs> <laughs>